all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, at All Bad Things Pod, emails, allbadthingspod at gmail.com, join our Facebook discussion group, and our Discord. Do all of those things. Speaking of Twitch, <laughs> you're going to get this message message too late, but... I still haven't promoted our, our it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we're recording Friday night, the 9th, August 19th, and allegedly tomorrow... Allegedly, allegedly. We're going to be But we haven't twitching. promoted it at all. Mm-mm. So people will not find out. Maybe that it's we, not so yeah, bad for yeah. our first, because we're doing um, Reddit Am I the Asshole reactions. <laughs> so. Which I think will be fun. I think so, too. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it'd be that hard to set it up ourselves. I really don't. We can just, you know. Well, Sarah's going to moderate it for us. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is correct. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. she's going to pick out good ones So hopefully first. this will have happened by yes. the time you're listening to this. <laughs> You'll find out how how well it turned out, depending. <laughs> or, or if it turned out at all. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, what you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a, uh, what is the brewery? Right oh, I there. Thought, oh, it is, it is Raleigh Brewing. Yes. It's right down the road, and we've been there, what, like twice? I've been there a few times. Have you? But, I yeah. think I've been there twice. And I did get the high score on the Pac-Man machine there. Oh, very good. Yes, that's why I remember one of the times going. <laughs> gotcha. But, um, yes, it is their American Wheat Ale. Wheat. First squeeze. First, The first squeeze, The yes. first squeeze. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I'm drinking the same. It's pretty good for a wheat, I think. Yeah. I, I'm not really into wheat ales that much anymore, mm. but there's some good ones out there. I think mm. this is one of them. So uh, thank cool. you for brewing beer, Raleigh <laughs> Brewery. We appreciate it. Um, before we go into some fun news, I would like to state, make a statement. The IRS is not going to hire 87,000 <laughs> armed agents. For the record, that is bullshit being put forth by fucking liars like Rick fucking Scott. Uh, and Tucker Carlson. And fucker Carlson. And pretty much at this time, at this point... Any prominent Republican. Prominent meaning a celebrity, like fucking Matt Gates is saying this kind of shit, too. Here's the thing. Approximately 2,000 IRS agents carry firearms. They are in a branch called criminal investigations. These are not people who just audit people. These are people who enforce people who are doing some really big, bad shit. Motherfucker. That is not... What they're going to hire. They're going to hire people. Yeah, they're going to hire staff. To go after the 1%, which is why they're trying to fear monger. Also. That's true. That is why. Also, that uh, the additional money being given to the IRS is broken down in the bill that in the legislation that was passed by what it's to be used for. And it includes IT, admin support, things like that. It's not even all going to auditors. I have been watching um, Hassan Piker's, he does this thing called Hogwatch, where he's watching, like, Republican TikTok. Mm-hmm. And he's reacting to all the P- 
people who are reacting to the IRS mm-hmm. <clears throat> overreaction. And in every video, there's like there's one common thing. He's like he's like, what are they gonna come and take? He's like, they don't. He's like, you're not even gonna show up on their radar. He's like, what do you have? He's like, you have a popcorn ceiling. He's like, that's what you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're not coming for you. No. <laughs> No, no, and you have to fuck, well, no, you don't fuck up and get criminal investigations after you, you commit crime yeah. and have criminal investigations come yeah, there, after there's you. Yeah, there's a difference. Like, if you fucked up on a tax return, that's no big deal, people do it. Well, yeah, mistakes, it, first of all, yeah. never, that's not no, fraud, the, the that's with, not criminal. The people with guns aren't showing up for that one. That's exactly right. <laughs> You're doing an over-the-phone interview for that's that That's exactly one. right, and even, <laughs> first of all, don't cheat on your taxes, Period. Yeah. But if you're a small fish cheating on your taxes, they're still not going to come after you. Are yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a while anyway. It's no, gonna, they're it's going to take thirty years. No, they're just going to. The worst, they'll send you to jail. Actually, it'll probably yeah. give you a fine or whatever. No, they're they're not going to be knocking down your doors with AR-15s or whatever. <laughs> My God. Also, the funding is an additional eighty billion dollars over ten years. That's approximately eight billion per year. You know, over ten years. That's a huge boost to the IRS, which is only getting about twelve or thirteen billion a year as it stands now. So that's that's almost, a huge bump. It. That's a huge bump. Yeah. But it's still less than what was appropriated this year alone for fucking what was it the the planes that we were talking about in oh, our yeah. how the oh, U.S. God, yeah. government that was, plays? That's twenty three billion. I was gonna say, and I thought that was low. Yeah. <laughs> So so it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. And if you need um, any more information to refute assholes, feel free to reach out to me and I'll and, give it to you. And here's the reason that they don't slash can't go after billionaires who we, we all know they're criminals. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that is because and I've seen several legal people put this out there and it's fairly obvious. Like when you have that amount of money. You can just run out the clock for an infinite amount of time, like like meaning, it's gonna get pushed back to this date or this date, and now we're gonna change this and yes and no. Correct. There is a but, statute of limitations. Of course. So anyway, the IRS has said what they're going to go after is high earners, and by high earners, I don't mean oh I'm not, making a hundred thousand dollars. No, 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 higher than that. We're talking the big, big fish. And they're the ones committing the worst tax fraud and cheating the rest of us out of the most tax revenue. So that's what I have to say about that. There you go. Now, the good news. Are you ready for the good news? Where did I put it? Where? Oh, there it is. I thought that was the good news that we're going to go after the... Take a look at that. What is this? Oh, wow. Holy shit, we hit it. We hit it. What does it say? It says, hey, all bad things, you have one million plays since 2016. 16. Yeah, that's when we started. No, it was 17. Oh, no, you're right. 17. Oh. I don't know why it says 16. We didn't release anything well, that, in 17. That makes, the, that makes the stats even better. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> it takes out a year. Uh, so we have, at, as as of this printing, Yes. Uh, 1,001,956 total plays. Yes. With that came 80 likes. <laughs> <laughs> so in this order, is SoundCloud. So it's in not our, the biggest. In order to get 80 likes, we had to have a million listens. <laughs> it's not the biggest <laughs> no, caster. Nine comments. So for every one million listens, no, Stop. I'm kidding. And nine reposts. Uh, and zero downloads. But anyway. Um, we hit a million. I, that's that's insane. Just after five years in. That's, that's all crazy. it took. <laughs> well, I mean, think that's about that. That's cool. 200,000 people a year. 
Yes, it is. And and it's just over five years. Mm-hmm. At, uh, July 17th. Mm-hmm. That's five years, a month, and a couple of days. Yep. To get... It's a big hallmark. And that's just on this platform, correct? Or is that no, tracking that's all everything? No, that's all our place. Oh, okay. Because we host on SoundCloud. That's true. So that's everything that was hosted. That's in, Still, that's, that's a big, I was, big milestone. I think hit. we brought that up recently, and then I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Then... Me too. I was like, I think this might be the week, and it was. So, no shit. Thank, well, thank you. Thank to, you. Yes, everybody yes. who's listening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially for like the last um, year's worth of episodes, because I'm going to guess about half of that has been listener <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah, thank you for contributing yes, heavily. Thank you for keeping us <laughs> on the air, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. That's, that's, cr- that that's cool? fucking crazy. A million listens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I no thoughts of that happening when, when we started I know. This. We, we thought we were lucky if we got 100. Like, I was like, 11,000 sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we get a total of that. Right. That's crazy. Wow. Yay! I, I also like how it says uh, half cut off, though. It's minus 29% from last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, well I mean, ironically, 2020 was our best year. Until it wasn't like cause no, no, it was our best. It was twenty one that things started to slide down. Yeah, people had had enough of, of disasters. Bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I started. I remember when COVID kind of first started. We started to see a dip, which is why we did the, uh, the all, all good, good things. things. Yeah, we need to do some more of those. Yeah, but wow, that's that's insane. Yeah, a million cool, listens. That hey, that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you uh, once again, everybody. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't the one listening to us, so. <laughs> no. And I sure, I sure as hell wasn't advising a million people to listen. Yes. To <laughs> I was advising like. That's not a million yeah, unique listeners. I don't even just like. Just for the record. I probably have like, like uh, not friends, but acquaintances that don't even know I have a podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never told them. <laughs> uh, my workplace does not know. Yeah, my workplace definitely does not know. that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? We are. I am raring to go for this one. Right, so, what were the hints I gave you this week? Uh, that involved the NFL in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL being the National Football League mm-hmm. of American style football. Mm-hmm. Um, and other. Jer- did Jerry Jones come up? No. Who's Jared Jones? Jerry Jones. Oh, the... no, no, no. Okay. I said there was a mention of O.J. Simpson. Oh, that's who it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's your guess? Well, my guesses, I believe, the other night were it involves. Because the three places I know where O.J. Simpson right. uh, had a residence were right. San Francisco, mm-hmm. Buffalo, and Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area. Um, South Florida, too. He lived in that's, my oh neighborhood. Oh, my God, that's right. What did he guess when he got out of jail? I saw him that's in physical right. therapy. <laughs> yes. He just, looked just old like, and beat up. Just like and all that was retired. Like 15 years ago. Like pretty much nowadays, all retired athletes, coaches, sports people in general mm-hmm. retire in Florida. Yeah. Like just about all well, of no you. Well, no state's tax, mm-hmm. state income tax, though. Yep. Um, so those are all red herrings. They're all true. Okay. But they're all red herrings. Okay. But I think you'll put some of it together as soon as I say what the topic is. Okay. This, my friends, is the story of the death of Lisa Lefty Lopez. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, hang on. <laughs> uh, TLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost said salt and pepper. <laughs> that's why I had to... That's There's why. a little bit yes. of uh, understandable similarities. Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, in retrospect, they only they came out maybe four years apart. Yeah, something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, salt and pepper would have been like 87, 88, and 
TLC well, we're gonna was get like into the timeline. Don't you worry. Uh, yes. Uh huh. But yeah, I remember, do you remember, I remember how them. she died? She died in a plane crash, right? It's a that's an understandable guess, but no. She didn't. On April twenty fifth, two thousand two, Lisa Lopez, better known as Left Eye, the L in the nineties girl group TLC, was killed in a car crash wow. in La Ceiba, Honduras. I'm thinking of Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Who died yes. eight months ago. I was the just gonna say Lisa. And, and I wanna say like a week before 9-11 happened. Something weird. August twenty fifth, oh two. Yeah, so two weeks before it happened. Yep. No shit. I remember when Aaliyah died. I, I do too. I don't remember when Lisa she, Lopez died. She was like twenty one. She's twenty two. Lisa and, was and thirty. I was gonna say she wasn't very old either. She's thirty. She looked like yeah, she was she's, fifteen. She's young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, primary sources. Um, BBC News. Bi- I, I know where the NFL is going to come yes, to play Yes, you now. do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Biography.com, <laughs> blackamericaweb.com, blackfemininity, the eye is right, grunge.com, enfberg.com, last days of left eye, documentary we'll talk about, the list, meow, uh, Rolling Stone, Showbiz Corner, VH1's Behind the Music, VLAD TV, We Are Freak, and Wikipedia. Do all of those things. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was the wrong... And guess what we're getting into today? Oh, are we going to play something? We're going to play clips again, a la John Denver. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. <laughs> um, You're about to lose control. And I just can't fight it? Yeah, something like something. that. <laughs> <laughs> or I think I like it? Yeah, I like All right. It. So shout out to Jess for this great topic suggestion. Yes, thank you very much. So we'll get into who Lisa Lopez was in her heyday for all... The youngins out there in a bit, just in case you don't know who TLC was. Because at this point, we're talking a classic R&B artist group. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Have they had any staying power? We'll, we'll yeah, discuss I mean, along I, yeah. the way. Um, but first, we're, of course, going to dig back earlier in her life to talk about who Lisa was before she was left eye. So, Lisa Nicole Lopez was born on May 27, 1971, in the neighborhood of Logan, in northern Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Logan, interestingly, has has an interesting history. Apparently, it started out, like, after European settlement. So, uh, this is skipping over the indigenous people who actually had a right to that who, who land got, and we got, stole it from. It's skipping over the indigenous yep. people who got skipped over. But Yes, but even <laughs> after that, it was a plantation. Belonging to James That's... Logan, hence the name oh, Logan. Okay. Um, Logan was one of William Penn's advisors, and that's the Penn as of, in of, of Penn Sylvania. Yeah. No, of Sylvania. No, Sylvania. But also the universe. The well, Penn yes, university. but an entire state was yeah, named after him. But, that's bigger than but, a university. But I'm saying and a college. <laughs> and also the University yeah. of Pennsylvania yeah. and Pennsylvania yeah. State. Yeah. yeah. No, Pennsylvania State is something else. No, they're all named after him. (laughs) Because anything named Pennsylvania is named after William Penn. That is true. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I think having a whole state named after you is a bigger deal than a college. And then all the satellites, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All its satellite campuses, you Mm -hmm. mean? I got you. Okay. Um, So Lisa's parents were Wanda, a seamstress, and Ron, an actual, a literal drill sergeant in the army. Sure. Uh, as such, probably to no one's surprise, he was A-OK with corporal punishment of his kids, also known today as child abuse. And I will, I'm going to take 
what could be some controversial stands this episode, but one is that hitting your kid is abuse, and I don't care the context. So that's that's my opinion. Um, obviously, this is a time, especially even though parents, some parents still do hit their kids. This this is back in the seventies. She was born in seventy one, mm-hmm. so lots of people hit their kids. Um, uh, Ron was a musician and an alcoholic, which is another familiar combination. And he and Wanda raised Lisa uh, and her two younger siblings, uh, Ron Jr. and Raina, also known as Raindrop. And they were raised, you know, in a really unsettled household. They moved around a lot. uh, And Ron Sr. and Wanda were both married to and divorced from each other twice. So that's that on again, off again is not the best relationship status for parents. And it's also not the way you want to go about an on again, off again. You don't want to get married twice. Right. You want to be dating and break up and then date again. At at worst. At best. No, or, yeah, I guess. Well, no, but but also, at, at best, you don't break up and you have a solid relationship from the word go. Now, I understand not all relationships work that way. But if you have a period of breaking up and you're considering get, getting back together with someone, just consider what has changed so dramatically that we're getting back together. And if something has genuinely changed, great. Otherwise, it's going to happen again. Most likely it hasn't. Yeah. But there are times when it does, and then so be it. Occasionally, (laughs) yeah. At least I've been there before. I don't know about yourself. (laughs) Uh, No. Okay. Mm -mm. Well, kind of once, and then there was an attempt for a third time by him, and I was like, no. Like, that's just it. Period. End of story. Um, So... Lisa would later say, quote, the amount of change that I went through would probably drive a normal person nuts, end quote. She also said, quote, when I was a kid, people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer would be in the jungle, naked, friends with the animals. Oh, I mean, kind okay. of free spirit. Yeah. Besides her father, Lisa came from a line of musicians and artists, including her grandfather, Jose Andino, who's a furniture designer and a visual artist. Her mother, Wanda, um, was a fashion designer. Not professionally, I don't think. But, <clears throat> but still, she came from people yeah, who were creative in, people. interested in, in the arts. Exactly. Yeah, and that, ble- um, and that bleeds out in so many different ways. Yes, absolutely. You could be very good at drawing. Mm-hmm. You could be very good at guitar. You could be very good at building things. You yeah. could become a rapper. That mm-hmm. too, yeah. Um, your, your creativity skills are in a different... Genetic, yeah, right? Yeah, like a there's a realm. genetic component. Yeah. yeah. Um, her other grandfather, Chick Chaneyfield, was a saxophone player in big bands. He performed at the Cotton Club, the Savoy, some really big clubs. And her uncle, Isaiah Chaney, was a tap dancer at the Hoover's Club. Yeah, so she's got, I mean, she's literally got, like, the bloodline. Yeah. To do mm-hmm. what she's mm-hmm. going to wind up doing professionally. Yeah. Certainly. It's just in a different era. Yes. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, an influence of all those different things. Absolutely. Um, so Lisa was a precocious kid. She was reportedly talking by age one. And started to show musical talent by age five. Yeah, that is really young. At least it seems it. I wonder what those conversations were like. (laughs) I wouldn't guess they were like philosophy. Or maybe. This is Lisa as a kid. Okay. Hmm. Always had little features, giant eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said, (coughs) excuse me, I saw one um, interview where she said that her mom said she looked like a little alien when she was born. <laughs> Tiny face, big eyes. 
When she was 10 years old, she and her siblings started a musical trio called the Lopez Kids, which is exactly the kind of thing you do when you're a kid. My sister and I started a Christian rap group when we were, when I was 10. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was that, uh, what was the big Christian rap group back in the 90s? DC Talk. DC Talk, look out. (laughs) It's the Moninger Girls. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I'm not even going to say or the, that. Or the Monning Girls. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the first time anyone has ever mentioned my last name on the air. Just oh, saying. I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyone uh, who wanted to go on Facebook true. could find yeah. out. It's not a big deal. Um, it only took 270 episodes. <laughs> 268. But... Uh, so they performed gospel music at local churches and events. She performed in tons of, like, school talent shows. And, like, I feel like the 80s and the 90s were the heyday oh, it was, of oh, talent shows. hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you had, you had the rise. Um, you had a different um, cultural rise in media. Yes. Because uh-huh. cable became a thing. Yeah. VCRs became a thing. Mm-hmm. That had a cultural impact. The, we were... the, inter- the internet wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it is today, not even close. Right. It wasn't there yet, but people were focused. The home entertainment became a big thing. Well, and... like we were watching in that documentary, um, We Need to Talk About Cosby. Highly yeah. recommend, by the way. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime uh. right now. Um, uh, they said there was an explosion of home media in the yes, 80s because absolutely. of VCRs yeah. I was, and I was HBO. A little, and... I was a little kid when it was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think that talent shows also used to be a huge well, thing. Yeah, of course, because where are you going to draw... Where's the next crop coming from? Right, the creativity out of yeah. out of malls in Minnesota. Yeah, one kid will. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, did you ever perform in a school talent show? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, I was in a I was in a play when I was in second and third grade. Um, I just I don't remember if this is the name of the play at all, but mm-hmm. the main character was Don Gatto, who was a who was a cat. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> Remember what really character did you else. play? Uh, like one, like one of his like henchmen. Like one of his <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, he was an evil uh, cat. Well, I mean, I think that that was the that was the Rubicon. Like, was he or wasn't he? <laughs> he was a complex uh, anti-hero. Yes. He was. yes. <laughs> Even at eight. <laughs> when I was in the first grade, I dressed up in funny clothing and lip synced. To Chicago's, does anybody really know? Oh, what time I mean, it is? yeah, I did a, I, I did a couple lip sync, uh, yeah. lip sync shows too. Yeah. yeah, see, drag queens ain't got uh, nothing on elementary school children. Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't a drag queen. I'm kidding. No, yes. lip, <laughs> what I'm saying, lip syncing is big in drag performance, and I was just joking. Obviously, yeah. now drag queens are spot on in lip syncing. Elementary school children are not. <laughs> Probably not. No. Um, I'm going to go with the drag queen as far as accuracy in that yes, situation. Yes, absolutely. And much better. Much better makeup and costumes. So, uh, Lisa spent the later years of her childhood living with her dad's mother, her grandmother. She attended the Philadelphia High School for Girls, a prep school. Um, other notable alumni, Gloria Allred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just saw her in that in documentary. That documentary yeah. yeah. Erica Alexander, actress, and Elaine Brown, is. the first woman to serve as the chair of the Black Panther Party. Okay. During her teen years, Lisa tried to connect to her alcoholic father by drinking. So she would show off her ability to put away booze at a young age. So he, they, he and his friends would be like, ah, ha, ha. Party you know, girl. it's like it's entertaining. It's really disturbing. Uh, this would manifest throughout the rest of her life, unsurprisingly, as an alcohol problem. Um, trigger warning for self-harm here. 
Lisa also struggled with self-harm. She specifically cut herself throughout uh-huh. her life um, to the point where she, I think she, it, the words were love and hate that she permanently like carved into herself. Okay. So. All right. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, in what was coming to be known as the Center for so-called urban music and one of them. new rap city. One of mm-hmm. them for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ian Burke. <laughs> Not one of them for what you were describing it facetiously. I, I mean, like, legitimately. Like, no, no, no. I, yeah. I say, quote, unquote, urban because I think urban is such a weird thing. It's, a, it's such a weird euphemism. And, and that's when it kind of became a little bit popular. But as as far as, a like, a, a cultural center for entertainment mm-hmm. in that time, absolutely. Oh, Atlanta. yeah. We're talking early, very early 90s. Yeah. Atlanta's really up and coming. Um, It was called New Rap City. Like, that was one of the... Okay. It's... I'm, monikers but yeah i mean you had you had atlanta you you had oakland san francisco you had la obviously new york obviously mm-hmm. you know so ian burke was hustling in atlanta to build his reputation as the dream weaver in the local music scene something he still calls himself to this day by the way if you go to enfburke.com hey you gotta you gotta feel it you gotta have you gotta the image it. right yeah he was inspired by a 1980 movie <laughs> called Idolmaker about a 1960s promoter named Bob Marcucci. Marcucci was known for discovering and launching the career of careers of pop idols Frankie Avalon and okay. Fabian. Hey. His approach, Sold a lot of records. Yes, his approach to music was not as much music, more image. Sure. As would make sense with those figures. Burke thought, hey, how about I do that? <laughs> He's like, that guy's that, that chaps on to something. He literally said something like, uh, in a uh, quote I saw of him, he literally said something like, I just come up with the image and let the music produce, producers figure the music part. So, okay. They're going to look like this. Yeah. You figure out how they're going to sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he started out, so this was his new concept. He's like, an all-girl Belle Biv DeVoe. Absolutely. Right. And they were, you know, and, uh, okay, um, you might get into that. Okay, let me do yes. my bit and then you can add yeah. as much as you want to this. So, I had literally not heard the name Belle Biv DeVoe until about five years ago when you told me. <laughs> yes. I, my, you know, my musical knowledge of like it the cut- mid to late 80s to 2000 is terrible. Well, I was going to say your musical knowledge cuts off, I would, I would guess, around like 82 or 83. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really go beyond that. No. I, I fill in those gaps. You do. <laughs> that, like, that's where I've my... learned a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But no, I had never heard I've of I've learned a lot more from the, yeah. Right, the earlier yes. stuff. Did you know, I thought Bobby Brown was just the guy that married Whitney Houston. No. He's apparently no. a musician, too. No. He was in New Edition? I was going to say. Which he, was Belle Biv DeVoe plus was, Bobby Brown? No, no, no. No, yes, it was. No, I looked that ha- up. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, yes, that part. I'm, what yeah, I'm saying is, yes, Bobby Brown had two separate hit careers. Okay. As a child star with New Edition. Okay. Teen star. Yeah. No, yeah. And then, like, when I first heard of him, like, he was maybe only, like, 19 or 20. Okay. So he'd probably just, like, just transitioned uh-huh. into, I'm going to be an adult now. Right. But for me, that's when he broke big. Okay. And then... Was as a solo artist? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, like, uh, his first solo record came out in 87 or 88. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was huge. Okay. And then his follow-up record was not as huge, but still pretty big. And then... He fell off. Cocaine happened, and... And then he... Things happened, and... He contributed to the downfall of Whitney. Uh, probably. 
Whitney probably wouldn't have like her her downfall probably wouldn't have happened if she had to Here, here's, here's here's an accurate statement. It certainly didn't help. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna make several inflammatory comments this episode about men who brought women down, and that's one of them. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's. Yeah, who knows if talk about a fork in the road. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he was he was huge. Yeah, I had the, no idea. 80s. I had no well, actually idea. throughout the whole 80s. I mean, New Edition came out probably, I would say, 83, no, 83, oh, 84. Oh, that early? Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around there. So, it, so New Edition was Belle Biv DeVoe plus um, Bobby Brown. That I do know because I looked it up. Right. See, what, what's, 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 what's confusing me is Belle uh-huh. Biv DeVoe is the adult version of New Edition without, without Bobby, Bobby Brown. Because yes. he was doing solo stuff. Yes, yeah. you're, but you're reversing it. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> it's freaking me out, man. So, Belle Biv DeVoe was a black guy's group who was... Uh, Michael Bivens. Oh. Uh, was, and these three guys were all... I named them. So, yeah. Uh, uh, he's the main name I remember. All three of them were essentially producers. And then they decided to, like, hey, let's produce. Quote, perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Michael Bivens, throughout pretty much most of the 90s, late 80s, was a huge name in hmm. producing. He'll come up again. Yeah. Um, so they were they were categorized as doing, do you know what genre this was called? Man, that... They, what would you call it? There were so many names for it. Like, I mean, hip-hop was mm-hmm. thrown around. It, it was like a, something like a... They called it something like a swing, do up swing, something like that. You are like not that. far off. New Jack Swing. That's right, it was, yes. New Jack Swing. Because that same year, the, the movie New Jack City came out. Which oh, was, okay. Which was like the, pretty much like the first movie about the crack epidemic, which it really was okay. mm-hmm. at that time. But it was the first movie about that through the lens of black people. Gotcha. Are we ready for the first musical cue? Yes, I'm, I am ready. Oh, Poison, yes! I have played this song at dances. This was, this was always an early one. You wanted to get people on the floor. Like, yeah. This so that's Bell yeah. Biv DeVoe. Yeah. That was like the second or third song you, that you played. That okay, night. this yeah. to get the energy up. Yeah, you gotta, like, you, come on, you let's get, get going. people on the floor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so, that song came out. Uh, like, that's I want to say swing, apparently. That song came out probably I would say like uh, like February, March, April, springtime, like nineteen ninety. Okay. And it was kind of that new. It was like a newer sound, you know. And it yeah, was, yeah, it that's was, the new Jack Swing. It was all over MTV. Um, I was my at what at this time I'm thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. My life goal at this time was to be a DJ yeah, on the radio. Yeah. So, in my mind, the legitimate place to start is DJ, like, high school and junior high dances. Yeah. So, that's what that's I did. That's uh-huh. And, yeah, when that song came out, it was like, I've got to go steal this cassette. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually shoplift it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just buy it? Because I didn't have the money. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I mean, I could have asked for it, but I didn't want to do that either. I was just like, <laughs> I'll just get it. Um, but, no, that... Um, I... The equipment that I had, and I remember it took about like 15, 20 minutes to set up, but it was like two speakers. You had your main, um, well, I guess like your sound station, you know what I mean? Your All your controls, um, like volume, leveling. I'm not a gearhead, so I'm not very good. I'm not typically either. Like I can't, ex- but like 
This is we're talking about thirty three year old <laughs> right. technology, which at the time was two years old. <laughs> you know, but I had the but I had the dual cassette uh, uh, space mm-hmm. so and headphones that I could plug into either. So ah. I would cue up the next song before the song, ah, and I smart. and I had a turntable. Okay. Because there were a couple of there were a couple of albums that we didn't have the cassette. All we had was the, all we had was the record. The LP. So you had to, and then you had to know like where the grooves were, like to get it to the right yes. song. Yes. Uh-huh. There so, there are different grooves. Yes, there are for per song. Visible yes. grooves. Yeah. It's not as you have to like look. Like, oh yeah, it's and not, count. Yes. You have to count like the rings on a fucking yeah. tree. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> kind of weird. I don't think I can do it anymore, but I could do it at the time. I don't remember exactly like the sequence. Yeah. But there was like a sequence because mm-hmm. every record is pressed the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was the that was the setup back in the day. Yeah, that's nice. And I would be like with my headphones, be like, all right, this song is about to end. Get this one going. Shit, the AC, we don't have the ACDC cassette. That's the record. Like, th- get this one going. <laughs> was that fun? Did you, did oh, you enjoy, enjoy that? Oh, I enjoyed it. I had a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It was fun. I like having to manage, like, several moving parts at once. I was managing a dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, looking, I wish somebody had a, I wish it was, like. <laughs> it would have been amazing oh to God, see footage been, of that. The, all, and I, I'm pretty sure I've brought this up before, but it was always, like, uh, especially at this time, mm-hmm. it was, like, you know, I had my group of friends and be like, all right, guys. Uh, second to last song is gonna be poison. Every rose has its thorn. So you guys get your get your girl. And it was like in the last song, and it was always mm-hmm. push it. Yes, salt and pepper. Yeah, and it's kind of disgusting to look back on that. But well, the- <laughs> you were trying to help thirteen year olds cop a feel of other thirteen year olds, but you yourself were also thirteen. So yeah. it would be much more creepy if you were doing that today. That would be yes. That, 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 let's that, put that it is that correct. Way. And I was on stage, so I wasn't copying a feel at all. I was making other people do it. Uh, I'm not sure which is. <laughs> That's true. You got a point there. I'm gonna go with option B, which is what I just said. <laughs> so, uh, per Merriam-Webster, New Jack Swing is quote pop music usually performed by black musicians that combines elements of jazz, funk, rap, and rhythm and blues. Sure. Yeah. End quote. All those elements are either all there or pieces of it are there. So examples yeah. are Belle Biv DeVoe, nope. Control by Janet Jackson, sure. the album Control, yep. uh, Bobby Brown, uh, Paula Abdul, Straight Up sure. is considered New Jack Swing, and Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Yeah, it's all got dance elements. Uh, that That's like the common thread. It's like the, the um, it seems almost like the transition from pop to hip hop. Like R and B's transition from pop to pop. I th- I think it, I to me I think in looking back on it it was more of a trans a transition of R and B. Like it's gonna go mm-hmm. in this direction now. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it was tra- it was taking R and B from a pop direction into a hip hop direction. That's here and there, and yeah. the hip hop direction was kind of uh, around at oh, this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. just it hadn't blown up like it would just a couple no. years later. Yeah. So Burke represented, so Ian Burke, right? He was like, I want a, a girl version of Belle Biv DeVoe. He was representing a young vocalist named Crystal Jones at the time. So Crystal already had kind of an in in the music industry. She did dance and vocal backup work for, I don't know who any of these people are. Right, Angie. Don't know. DJ Chuck Chill Out. No, and Cool Chip. 
Don't cool know. with the K. They all seem like B yeah, listers or below. I was going to say C yeah. level at best. Um, and I didn't even have they're, the interest in looking them up. They are like the warm-up acts on like a four-act bill. Might be. And they get two songs. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, if you're getting work, that's still a thing, you know, in the uh, music that industry. Is, in, in the entertainment industry, that's... Yeah. Right. So she was, she was living in New York. She was working in music videos yeah. as a dancer. She became engaged and got pregnant, and her back started hurting because of her pregnancy and limiting yeah. her dance career. Yeah. And her fiancé is like, well, just drop the dancing and switch to singing, because you can do that without, you know, the physical strain. <laughs> you can do it while you're giving birth. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's exactly what she did. So she and her fiancé moved back to Atlanta, and that's where Crystal teamed up with her old friend, Ian Burke. And Burke wanted to find a couple other girls to join Crystal for this girl, Belle Biv DeVoe. Um, their spin was to have, like, a tomboyish look. Like, wearing baggy clothes. Yeah, and, you for know. their first album, yeah. yeah. Well, and that, that would help distinguish mm-hmm. them from other girl groups. Yeah. They wanted to have a singer, a dancer, and a rapper. So, uh, Crystal was the singer. They put out an op- or a dance. I'm not sure which role she was Fulfilling, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to the story later. But I have actually uh, waited on one of the women. Yeah, we'll get. Was it in... Rosanda Chili? Chili, yes. Okay, is that yep. a name? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. We're gonna talk. Yes. So, um, I knew I knew that you would want to tell that story too. <laughs> so Burke put out an so open. It's casting one of like call. my two like famous interactions. <laughs> hey, I've I already mentioned my seeing OJ Simpson in rehab uh, or physical therapy. So Lisa heard about this casting call. She packed up, moved from Philly to Atlanta with her boyfriend, her electric piano, and $750. She went to audition. Initially, Burke, like, looked her up and down and is like, no, you're just not right for this group. Um, And Crystal was like, hey, listen to her rap. And so he did, and he was impressed, and he let her in the group. So... She was the second group, or second person in, in the group. Um, and this group was called Second Nature. That's 2ND nature, <laughs> right? <laughs> of Not course, spelled yes. out. <laughs> um, 2ND nature. Yeah, 2ND nature. 2ND nature. Yes. No, no, wait, <laughs> no. no. Second nature. <laughs> the. <laughs> What's the. What was the Tom Hanks movie in the midnight? The, oh, the. The O'Neaters. <laughs> It's the wonders. Oh. <laughs> wonders. Because he has all the yes. goofy name spellings. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, the O'Neaters. <laughs> uh, so amongst the many other auditions for the third member, they found Tion Watkins. And this is Tion. T-Boz. Oh, yeah. In the future. Yep. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, I'm going to guess this is 1992 Yeah, that, that's a yeah. little... F- yeah. No, I think that's more like 94, 95. T- that's Waterfalls yeah. T-Boss. Oh, really? Okay. I think, yeah. She's bossing it then. She's bossing it. Yeah. Do you know what boss means? I don't. Boss. Bosworth? Boss. Oh. Oh, boss. Okay. Anyway. As in like the boss? Yeah. T-Boss? Well, T-On the boss. T-Boss. Oh. Anyway, we're going to get into that. I, um, I bet we will. T-On was born in Des Moines, Iowa, but she was... This is like... I feel so fucking like the whitest person you know talking about T-Boss. You know, boss <laughs> like boss. <laughs> God. Okay. And I literally grew up in a place where there was only white people. <laughs> you cannot claim that. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot help that I am the still only, very white. The, the only people of color where I grew up were sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. 
So Tian was born in Des Moines, Iowa, but she was raised in Atlanta with her brother and by her single mom. And Crystal and, and Ian Burke were impressed by Tian, so she was the third member of the group. So here is the original Second Nature, Lisa, Crystal, and Tian. Oh, okay. This is not going to be TLC. Well, where is it? Let's listen oh, on. okay. Oh, okay. So Crystal, Lisa, and Tion started working on their demo tape with pro- producers. See if you if you recognize this name, Jermaine Dupree. Oh yeah, of uh-huh. course. Yeah. Enrico Wade. Don't know that name, but uh, Jermaine Dupree. Oh, uh, what was their fucking name? He teamed up with a couple people, and they had like a name for their collective. They had teams. Anyway, uh, Jermaine Jermaine Dupree was. I think a- Jermaine Dupree is still producing. Yes, he is. He's yeah, a huge name in music. Yeah. He was eighteen at the time. Jesus this Christ. is like his baby days, like all of them. <clears throat> he was one of those. He was. He's somebody that is a producer mm. who occasionally comes out with an album, just to like fucking just like let me produce myself. Like why not? Yeah, yeah. for the mm-hmm. for the fuck of it. But he's like he's not trying to make money off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. So yeah, at the time, I, I, I'm. I want to see uh, Ennis go to his house. <laughs> right, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, though he was only 18 at the time, Dupree had already produced an album by Silk Times Leather. Yeah, no one knows who they are, but listen to these names. He had also discovered and put together Chris Kelly and Chris Smith, known as... Oh, Kid and Play. Uh-uh. No? Chris Cross. Oh, the, uh, the <laughs> other Chris's. An yes. apparent collaborative effort between him and Ian Burke. Are we ready for the Chris Cross? Are you playing jump? <laughs> I was a sophomore in high school when this came out. <laughs> does, does anybody want to guess what the name of their next album was? Splat? Get it? It's kind no, of, that's a terrible joke. That's actually kind of close. Oh! I believe, and we can look it up if, uh-huh. we, if we want to just... Or we can leave it as is, uh-huh. as in my memory from uh-huh. 28 years ago. Uh-huh. I can look it up. I believe the name of their second album was Hits from Debong. Because <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to get rid of that. Because they wanted to get rid of that kid image kid like image. real quick. Yeah. Okay. Let's see their studio albums. I believe that's the name of it. Oh. Oh no! Their first album was totally crossed out with a K. Second was just called Da Bomb. Oh, da bomb, not da bong. Yes. Bomb. Okay. <laughs> I love how you made up a whole album name, though. I did, but I, but I, but I was close with da bomb. <laughs> well, well, I duh, th- you got duh right. I thought it, I thought it was hits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're projecting I, there. <laughs> I might be. Um, but yeah, they had that hit for, and they were huge for maybe a year. Yeah. And then after that, drop. Well, after that, gangster rap got really big, and that was it. I literally have heard of Crisscross, mm-hmm. but had no idea who they were. Yeah, that was a major. In fact, major... I thought Crisscross was a person. I'm pretty sure I got Crisscross mixed up with Chris Christoffers. <laughs> well, I mean, some people probably did. <laughs> Very different. Google probably does occasionally. <laughs> so Jermaine Dupri would go on to discover Escape. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Candy Burris. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Only reason I know who she and Escape are. Um, Oh, she was in Escape. Yeah, she was in Escape. We'll get back to her as well. And she was in Real Housewives of Atlanta. The individuals. He would produce and write for Usher, help produce Destiny's Child first album, and he managed Mariah Carey for a while. Who? I know, right? Never heard of any of them. (laughs) 
Right, talk so, about talk about sea level acts. We only played the state <laughs> fair. Um, Tion was working at a salon at the time. Tion at the salon. Tion at the salon. That, that Tion salon. Been, I hope that was the name of the salon. <laughs> what Tion salon? Tion, no, no Tion. No, Tion at the salon. She no, been, she. Okay, whatever. Anyway, no, at, at the she salon. got a lead on a connection to. Tell me if you know who this is. Okay. Pebbles. Uh, hang on a second. Um. Have you ever heard of Pebbles as a, as a music thing? It's possible. Go on. Yeah, I've never heard of Pebbles. I want to uh, say I want to say it was like a, a like a twenty one year old woman. It, it is a yeah a young. Yeah. She was twenty six at the time. Oh okay. But yes, I, yeah. She had a string of hits in the late eighties into the nineties. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, she would have been around like twenty one probably. Yeah. Her actual name was Perry Reed. Um, she. Yes, she uh, I. See, I know that name. You'll yes. also know her husband's name. L.A. Reed. Yes. Another was, producer. Yeah. We'll get to him. Yeah. Um, so apparently among her hits were Mercedes Boy and Girlfriend. Are we ready to hear Pebbles? Let me see. Yeah, play uh, play one of the hits. I might recognize it. This is her, her hit here. Yeah, I Do you kinda, know it? yes. It that song pops up in a couple of '80s movies. It's so bad. The '80s were terrible. Bad in many ways, than some ways. I mean, shit. It sounds so generic '80s. Hey, I mean the, the '80s. Well, the '80s just like any point of society. It depended on your lot in life. That's fair. That's fair. It was great for some people. So, at any rate, Tion's connection at the salon, Tion at the salon's connection, got them in front of Pebbles to audition for her new production company, Pebbatone. Yes. Okay. Yes. You've heard of Pebbatone? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, Pebbles liked the girls, but not their name. They didn't, she didn't like too indie nature. <laughs> Second nature. She suggested the name TLC for Tion, Lisa, and Crystal. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not tender tender loving care. Well, that's what she wanted the connotation of tender loving care. Yeah. Yeah. So Pebbles helped them get out of their management contract with Ian Burke, sat them down with her own attorney to sign them. Apparently, this was like a let's get these like 18, 19 year old girls, sit them down with the attorney and be like, here, sign on the dotted line. Like, don't read it. Uh, yeah. Sign on the dotted let's, line. Let's shit out some albums, hope we make a gold record. And yeah. Like, so we Tion... won't even know who these people are in mm-hmm. three years. Tian and Lisa signed. Crystal was like, hey, I don't understand this contract because, like, I'm not, I'm not a legal person. So she's like, is it okay? Can I just take this home to my mom? Have her... Like, she literally just wanted to go to a, a grown-up, right? And be like, have somebody look this over. Yeah, like, make sure... Good instinct, by the way, Crystal. Yeah, because she's, like, she's of, like, this is a business transaction, and I don't really know what the hell that is. For being that young, that's really apt. So let me her. show it to somebody who might know what it yeah. is. So that's what she that's what she was saying. Um, Pebbles is like, no. No, you can't. So Crystal's like, well, then I guess I'm not signing. And she walked out. Now, apparently, to get kind of back to Lisa here... Lisa's going through her own stuff at this point. 
She later said, quote, my father died the same day Pebbles said she was going to sign us. And I got into the car and for a whole hour I was dreaming about getting back with my father and trying to make things right. Then my mother called me that evening and told me my father had been killed. It was the best day of my life, but it turned out, turned into the worst evening of my life, end quote. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Crystal's like, um, I don't know where that leaves me, but no, I'm not signing. Tian and Lisa, like, went to her house a couple of times, like, hey, can you just sign it? And Crystal's like, no, I'm not going to. So at their last meeting, Tian and Lisa are like, okay, so you're out of the group. And they dropped Crystal. In Crystal's own words, quote, so I just got up from my table at home and I just politely let them out the door and they went about their way and became famous. Jeez. Mm. Mm-hmm. Crystal's like the Pete Best of TLC. I was say, yeah. yeah. The Beatles' dr- original drummer, by the way. But enter Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Well, Lisa's already in the band. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> but we haven't mentioned Chili. Let's keep oh, going. Oh, that's, that's the one. Yep. So, um, Crystal tried for a solo career, but she eventually just stopped singing altogether. She experienced homelessness. She was understandably oh, upset at TLC's success. Without her, she was the C of TLC and the founder of the group. That's crazy. Lisa and Tian were now represented by Pebbles as their general manager, <laughs> which just sounds funny. I just keep thinking of Flintstones. There's Pebbles and Bam Bam. Sure. Did you ever watch the Flintstones? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Hmm. Yeah, it was still around. So their first recording as TLC, as a duo, TL. Um, TL-C. But they were credited as TLC, was as a featured artist on the track, 60 Seconds, The Conclusion. The conclusion is in parentheses. On the 1991 eponymous debut album of Damien Dame. Have you ever heard of Damien Dame? Don't know that one. I finally found a band so obscure you haven't heard of them. So, uh... (laughs) So it's called 60 Seconds. The track is 80 seconds long. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Um, but uh, so let me, I've got, I've got that. <laughs> you got it queued up. I got is, that it actually, up. is it actually on Spotify? Yeah. It is, yeah. Damien Dame is yeah, on okay. Spotify. It sounds like the era. Yeah. It's, well, and you yeah. can hear Lisa. Okay. That's, yeah, that's about all I can take. That's all we need. <laughs> so, um, to go on a little bit of a side rant, uh, Damien Dame was a duo. It consisted of Bruce Damien Broadus. I don't know. Uh, I guess Bruce Broadus. Yeah, and Deborah Dia Dame Heard. I guess that's better than Broadus and Heard. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But they're their own little tragedy. Deborah died in a car crash in 1994. Oh, she was really young. Um, and Bruce died of colon cancer two years later at age 29. Who the fuck Jesus died of colon Christ. cancer at, at 29? 20, uh, apparently just him. And that was just after the debut of his first solo album, possibly the best album name ever, 1996. <laughs> Released in 1996. <laughs> pretty good rest in peace damien dame okay while damien dame wasn't much of a name (laughs) that's a weird sentence 
or at least isn't remembered that way. The label TLC was about to debut on with them, definitely was. It was LaFace Records, oh, uh, run by none other than... Hang on. Um, well, Babyface is his professional name. But you got it. it. Um, anyway, yes. Him. Kenneth Babyface That's, Edmonds yep. and Antonio L.A. Reed. Yep. Yep. The two huge, still I, to this day, producers. Yeah. I'm sure they have... I'm sure they each own, like, 15 houses. God knows. Do you know, so I started watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Kelsey Grammer, I mean, who, yes, made <clears throat> so much money off of Frasier, mm-hmm. his now ex-wife, Camille, is one of the housewives on Housewives of Beverly his Hills. His ex-wife, Camille. Camille. What's that? Oh, from Cosby. Bill Cosby's <laughs> wife. This is a very white lady. Yes, yes. Um... Uh, she she's in fucking sufferable. She's horrific. Um, the, Shocking. Yeah, I know. The first <laughs> the first inkling that I would hate her is she's like, I don't know. I really don't get along with women very much because they're usually just so jealous of me. Anyway, yeah. Um, she was bragging about their seventeen homes. So if Kelsey Grammer oh, has seventeen man. homes, <laughs> yeah. what does Babyface have? You know, at least seventeen. <laughs> More probably. <laughs> I mean, but at least, <laughs> like you know, you know, he might have uh, you know sold some off here or there. You know, yeah, possibly. Right now, he might be down to thirteen. Like maybe we, we Kelsey know. Grammer bought one of yeah. Babyface's houses yes. or vice versa, and then they sold it back to each other. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> All right, the collaboration with Damien Dame also yielded the group their third member, Damien Dame's backup dancer, Rosanda Thomas. Chili. Chili. We'll get into that in just a second. She is very pretty. Uh, I mean, they yeah. all are, but. Yeah. yeah she's act- got. I have actually seen her. Would you like to tell your story? This uh, might be. Might, might as well, time. since we introduced her. Rosanda. Um, so the Buffalo Bills do their training camp. In Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. every year they've done that for a while now. Why do they just go down the road? Well, it's it's to keep the you know keep the fan base. Oh yeah, I guess so. Know. Like I mean, a lot will of, with nearby. Well, I mean, a lot of NFL teams have their training camps close to where they okay. where they're. It's actually, not like baseball then, where they go like all. Well, go baseball. Down to Florida, well, baseball is like they have their minor league systems and. Oh you know, yeah, I guess that's yeah. It's it's the same concept. Like you, yeah. you're expanding. But they your, go farther. They do, but it's, it's the concept of expanding your fan base. And, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so... You were I, living in Rochester. I was at the time, and I was uh, I was working as a waiter at P.F. Chang's. Okay. And one day, like, the whole team came in. Like, minus... All the bills. Yes. Okay. Minus, like, a couple of, like, the big stars at the time. Which, so you really got to see the, the whole oh, yeah. bills roster. Um, wow. I saw Takeo Spikes, and just... Google a picture of his head. Just put in Takeo Spikes' head. How do you spell his name? Uh, T-A-K-E-O Spikes. Takeo, then, <laughs> Takeo Spikes neck was or the neck. second e- thing. Either, either one. Yes. Oh, wow. Look at the size of that dude. I mean, this doesn't show his neck as impressively, but it shows his head. Just put put in put in the neck, though. I'm sure there's a good... Oh, there... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I saw that dude... His neck is actually wider than his head. I saw that dude up close... His mm-hmm. neck is wider than my waistline. I'm not even. Oh my god! I'm not even joking. Like I'm not joking. How tall and, was it? Like uh, he was? Tall? No, he was probably like six two, but okay. just wide just and built. thick. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna guess his head was mm-hmm. like the size of my torso. Oh my god! I'm 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 not joking. Like oh my I'm god. I'm really not joking. That's wild. Like NFL players are 
Yeah. Well, they're already like genetically inclined to be larger. Like they're yeah. they're solidly built, and then they work out on top of it. And, yeah. All yeah. I could like as soon as I saw him, I'm like I'm like if that guy hit me, like I'd be dead. I'd just die. Like I mean, I would be like I'd be in the mm-hmm. hospital or dead, like one or the other. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah. So, but their training camp there usually lasts about two to three weeks, and maybe about a week after that happened, where mm-hmm. we kind of waited on the whole team. Um, so I'm in, I've got my own section. What year is this? Uh, 2005. Oh, five. Okay. Um, and I, you have your own I section. go up to the table and I'm like, why do I know her? I was so like, it I was wasn't like, just the guy, so it wasn't just the... She was with, um, the fu- Nate Clements. Okay. Who had just signed... I believe that off season of the season before, like a fucking eighty million, like a huge contract. Wow! So I, I she was the first person I saw. They're sitting mm-hmm. on, in a booth, like on the same side. They're sitting okay. right next to each other because they can't all sit at the same table. Yeah. It's a well, big no, party. this is. I'm just no. This is a week later. I'm just oh, waiting on the two oh, oh, of them. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. so this is a different occasion. Yeah. And so I saw her first. And I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Yeah. And then I saw, and then I was like, is that Nate Clements? Because mm-hmm. I knew who he was. Right, because he is a And then the next thing I looked at was his watch. Mm. I will never forget what that fucking watch looked like. Uh-huh. The face of it was... <laughs> Enormous. I'm not even fucking kidding. It was like that wide. Was that like two inches diameter? Something like mm. that. And you could... T- and like, it, like you talk about like, like bling bling. Yeah. Like no fucking shit. Like it was just could like... Could you tell the brand or anything? I... I was just like mesmerized just, yeah. by it. Um, but yeah, like you get like the whole outside like diamond or something yeah. encrusted because uh-huh. it was just doing all these like effects. Yeah, and you're light. like, and you're just like, I was like, that's the so fucking. You stopped looking at her. You stopped looking at him. You were looking at his watch. <laughs> at his watch. <laughs> and I was just like, that fucking thing must cost like f- fucking half a million dollars. Right. Like I don't even know what mm-hmm. that cost. Like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But trust me, if you'd seen it, like you'd have, you would have had the same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's chilly. It's Nate Clements. Holy shit! But did you watch. see that watch? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it might as well be a party of three, and the most important yeah. person is the watch. <laughs> after a while, like after a little bit, and you they were together. cool. Like, and I was, you know, I'm doing my yeah professional job being a waiter. Uh-huh. But after a while, I realized I'm like, oh, is chilly. that fucking chilly from is. The, the TLC chili, uh-huh. and I thought she looked prettier, like in in, in public, yeah, yeah, than she did. But it took me a while to, because at this time she together. probably would have been like in her early thirties, because they're not mm-hmm. that much older than me. No, they were all born in like the very early early seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're the age of like my older cousins. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, mostly. So, but I, but yeah, it was like her. I kind of recognize her. Oh, I knew who that is watch holy shit <laughs> that's funny yeah so that's that is my uh there's your rosanda thomas yep. story yes so rosanda who like tion had been raised by a single mom in atlanta was signed to tlc in april of 1991 the one small problem was of course that rosanda's name started with an r not a c they weren't going to be no, tlr we, we, we gotta change that <laughs> so <laughs> from, in from Henceforth, you shall be known as Chili. Well, in a very early <laughs> 90s move, they, or management, it's not really clear, thought the solution was give them all nicknames. So, ergo. T-Boz. Tion became T-Boz for boss, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Lisa became left, left eye, eye, and yeah. Rosanda became chili. Yeah. So the inspiration for Lisa's nickname, Left Eye, was... Was, was the condom? Well, we'll get into oh, that, okay. but she started doing that after the nickname. Oh, so okay. the nickname came from a previous comment made to her by Belle Biv DeVoe slash New Edition member Michael Bivens, you, you mentioned before, mm-hmm. who told her that she was super hot because of her left eye. He said her left eye was at a little bit of an angle, like slightly slanted Well, I mean, up. the, the, the she thing has about her eyes was and she had a noticeable eyes. Her eyes are large compared to her yeah. other features, and her left eye, like, slightly slants up compared to her right eye. I mean, if you look at people, it's, most people it's so are not slight. symmetrical. No. So, so sometimes there are noticeable differences like that. But for some reason, he thought that that's what made her hot. Like, hey, that's, her that's left as eye. As <laughs> an interesting your, comment. Hey, hey, ladies, does your left eye protrude a little bit? <laughs> Come on over here. <laughs> so she went on to sort of lean into the nickname. She wore makeup under her left eye, like a black stripe. She did, yes. The the football. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the black. Gla- the glare the, makeup. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she got her left eyebrow pierced eventually and famously by wearing glasses with the left lens covered with a condom. Yeah. Consistent with the group's safe sex positive yeah, message. Which was a huge thing at the time. So in this first picture of her, you can actually kind of see, and she might be sort of exaggerating it a little, but you can kind of see a difference between her eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. And then that's her with... She's, she's a... Yeah. That, the condom. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was... Mm-hmm. I mean, she was making a statement, and like that's what a lot of people remember. Well, it's very much in the vein of Salt and Pepper, like the the new sex positive sort well, of like it, women it taking was, it was also of a sign of the, it was really also a sign of the times. AIDS, well, AIDS, yes, AIDS uh-huh. is still a huge; it's an epidemic still at this time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely, it's not something you wanted to catch. And like safe sex was just something that was like like I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that way anymore necessarily because there isn't not, a, there not isn't necessarily. a there isn't a sexual disease that kills people at the moment. Yeah. No. no um, now you have to get through COVID. Yeah. <laughs> or monkeypox yeah. to get to yeah. Yeah. neither of those are sexual. So, ah. so now is a new trio. TLC's debut, the uh, the new TLC was as backup singers on. Jermaine Jackson. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Oh, We're digging into some names here. Wow. The much lesser Jackson yes. of the Janet and of, of, uh, Michael, of, but of the Jacksons nonetheless. Still of the Jacksons. His he's not Tito. <laughs> at least he, he. Hey, he was part of the Jacksons. Jermaine. Yeah. Um, his solo album "You Said" in 1991. <laughs> they are credited as singing on. Uh, Rebel with a Cause, <laughs> a track about Jermaine living in his famous family, but honestly, I could not tell at all that they were on this. I guess technically there's some backing vocals, but it all sounds unison to me. It sounds like all men. We'll listen to it together. How about that? Um, so right, let me, right. we get let me cue it up. We do. We get musical. We get tracks from Jermaine Jackson. Hold on, hold on. Do you hear TLC? Neither do I. I listen to the whole damn track. I mean, maybe they're just just so mixed in. Like, it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) 
him. I can now say I've listened to a Jermaine Jackson. I listened Jackson to the whole record. damn song. It's four and a half minutes yeah, I, long. Because I, I, I was listening for them. I'm like, oh, when's Lisa gonna come in with her rap verse? No, never happened. Yeah, <laughs> never was, happened. I was not prepared to go for the whole song. <clears throat> but um, Lisa has writing credits, and TLC has. Oh, I forgot to put this in. Hold on, I'll find it. Um, writing credits on another track. Uh, word to the bad. <laughs> it's, that's oh, maybe very, because I couldn't find it. Wait, uh, hold on. That's <laughs> a very early 90s uh, song You? So, oh, oh, because I'm looking at my... Sorry, I don't know how to work Spotify, apparently. All right. Uh, word to the bad, and bad has two Ds in it. See, if you put that in, it and might two it, no, it might marks. shut off your phone. It because, might because it'll be like I'm right, so on. disappointed that you searched for this. <laughs> this is so. What up, yo? Word to the bad. Yeah, Should but so the overall. Oh, I know it's terrible, but but I forgot that this is what um, pop music R- was. Pop R and B sounded like in, your in 1990. A-day? Yes, <laughs> a lot of electric piano. That was like the that was like the key instrument. Yes, and sound effects. Yes. weird sound effects. To be fair, this is Jermaine Jackson. No, I mean, this but, is not but, the but, best. But, but of no, the... no, no, no. Like it, like it, it got down to him. You know, like the house at the bottom of the, you know, the, the episode he's we the did. Dip. Yeah, he's like at the very bottom, and it's gonna collapse. <laughs> oh no, he's the foundation <laughs> yes, of the yes, water is seeping. Yes, <laughs> like it's hit all the other big acts first. Trust me, it has. It did. Like, he's, it, so he's plagiarizing that sound. Plagiarizing, basically. plagiarizing other bad things. I know things. plagiarizing is like yeah, a... but it's it like hearing that like style of music is like transporting me back to like 1990. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So Lisa continued adding to her songwriting credits and rapping skills on TLC's debut album. Uh, it's a very weird name. I don't remember. Ooh, on the TLC tip. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Released on February 25th, 1992. Here is It's this the most 90s thing ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So 90s. <laughs> well, they were... Well, here's the thing. They were kind of still girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's cutesy almost, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that their image would change, like, pretty quickly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, so, though later eclipsed by subsequent famous albums, the TLC debut was a success by all measures, Debuting at number 105 on the U.S. Billboard 200, eventually going quadruple platinum. Yeah. Four million albums yeah. sold by 96. I wonder what it peaked at, but... Um, I don't know. I don't no, think I put that. Um, I'm sure it peaked in the so top So here 10. is Ain't Too Proud to oh, Beg. T- t- Ain't Too Proud to Beg. That was their first single. <laughs> 30 years ago. It's a video. I don't remember the video. <laughs> See, it's it. I with with some of these, it'd be more fun with the YouTube with the video. Yeah, yeah. I I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. 
We are in an audio medium, however. Yeah, that's true. But I can see the video. <laughs> yes. So this next section is where my pun comes in. Okay. I titled this section Rise and Fall. Sure. But then I realized the world's greatest, world's greatest pun. Risen. Yeah. Risen. Risen. Fall. As an Andre Risen. Let's talk about it. Yeah. We'll get to him in a minute. <clears throat> so on the back of their new album, TLC launched their first national tour opening because this couldn't get more hey, 90s. Hang on. Uh-huh. I want to say that they opened for MC Hammer. You got it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You know who else was supposed to be on that tour, but uh, it was supposed to be Vanilla Ice. Oh, my God. But then he got but, caught in the... Well, no, no. No, that's Millie Vanilli. No, no, no. He, like, his popularity had gone down in all of that. Right. Between 90 and 92. <laughs> but when Hammer and Vanilla Ice first mm-hmm. got huge... They were on tour together. Did like, they call it the Hammer and Ice tour? No, because it was before they both went huge. Uh, okay. Yes. My so, God. But Rob yeah. Van Winkle. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember watching like uh, MTV news clips of the, the TLC. Because <laughs> MC okay. Hammer was at he was this huge. time. Was 91 or two? One 92? of the biggest pop stars on the planet mm-hmm. at this time. That sounds hilarious now. <laughs> But at that time, it now had true. he's, like, making um, appearances on Top Chef. He's doing whatever the <laughs> fuck he can for yes. a paycheck. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Don't, wait. don't we all eventually? They literally made those chefs come up with rap names. I, I, <clears throat> One of the most embarrassing things not, they've uh, ever made those chefs not, do. Not sure I want to go there. Second only to literally carving, like, chopping at the ice with pickaxes to get their ingredients. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, carving initials into their own arms. That'll be next season. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the tour was cut short when Tion wound up in the hospital for four months, requiring treatments for her sickle cell anemia. That's right, A condition she had largely kept a secret. So I don't don't know that we'll ever... I kind of remember that, yeah. Okay, I don't know that we'll ever touch on sickle cell anemia again, so I just wanted to do a quick sidebar. No, it's not. Basically... It's a genetic blood disorder mm-hmm. where an abnormality in hemoglobin can make the red blood cells in the body kind of curve into a half moon shape, hence sickle. And that can cause anemia, bouts of severe pain. It cause a lot of shit. Infection, yeah. stroke, death, like really horrible stuff. Yeah. It's not something you want to have. No, over 4 million people globally have sickle cell anemia, many of whom have heritage from or are in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, okay. All right, so Tion later said that Lisa, quote, sent me a clock that she made, and the clock read, take all the time you need. She really put thought into things, end quote. Hmm. That's, that's, that's very sweet. nice. Yeah. yeah. Once the tour was over and Tion had, had recovered, the trio decided they weren't super happy being represented by Pebbles, after all, and they wanted to get out on their own, have more control over their own careers, so Pebbles let them out of their management contract, but they were still signed to her label, Pebbles Pebitone. <laughs> so Pebbles continued to profit from the group. In March 1993... Hey, Pebbles was a shit artist, but a very smart businesswoman. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is a hit right here, and I'm giving them like three cents on the dollar. Like, yeah. We need to keep mm-hmm. that going. So in March of 93, which is like a year after the first al- TLC album dropped, Lisa matched her now high-profile career with a high-profile boyfriend, mm-hmm. Andre Ryzen, an NFL wide receiver who was playing for the Atlanta Falcons at the yes. time. He went on to play for a bunch of people, but 
He played for the Falcons for like four or five seasons. He was a, his most uh, his most prominent years were with the Falcons. Yeah, ninety to ninety four. It yep. said. Yeah, she had uh, an Atlanta Falcons tattoo with, yes, with his she number did. on uh-huh. her. She got eighty arm. or something. I yep. Think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So their relationship was. He was actually drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, he was, and then traded. Um, I'm surprised you knew that. I literally looked it up today. (laughs) So I remember it. Their relationship was tumultuous, and that's putting it mildly. Um, uh, To be clear, they were not that far apart in age. He was only a few years older than uh, her. Um, Anyway. uh, And plus, when you're in your 20s, like, you're in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, 25. She was, like, 22. 22, yeah. Yeah. Or, actually, she was 21 at the time. She was just about to turn 22. still works. So, Lisa once stated in an interview that she came home one day to find Andre naked and seemingly alone in an upstairs bedroom. She searched the room and found a woman standing in the closet. Uh, she said he was possessive and isolated her from her friends. Um, these are very, very young people in a very high-profile relationship. This is just no good. This relationship was no good. Ever. <laughs> this is also um, something, uh, because Andre Risen is in the Billy Corgan documentary, mm. um, uh, I get Broke, the, oh, one of the ESPN, yes. Oh, okay. Because this is also at a time when professional athletes... Mm-hmm are now starting to make... Yes. We're going to get into that with A him. lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, not that... They, before, they were fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, had a good life, good living. They're getting better contracts now. But now, they're buying mansions. Yes. Well, and, and we'll kind of get into that. Hold, hold on a second. We will All get right. into that. So, um, Lisa and Andre would instigate... Phys- or, sorry. Lisa said Andre would instigate physical altercations, which she would respond to, and that turned the assault into a fight. This is very touchy territory now, especially with the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. But again, I said I'm going to make some some declarations that mm-hmm. some may agree or not agree with. Self-defense is not a fight. No. And <laughs> so if somebody hits first, he is namely a... Andre in this case, Johnny Depp in that, those cases, if someone hits back, that is not assault that is defense on top of the fact that he is a professional athlete he's a giant person he's a professional athlete which still to this day is one of the most violent sports on earth yes so hitting and doing it for him it's nothing like it's just it's yeah look at the two of them together she's a small lady oh and he's a big dude he's actually not huge for that time he's like six two five ten Five ten one eighty seven. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. He's not six feet tall? No. Really? No. Okay. That's... I mean, this is back in the day. This is 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but still wide receivers were yeah. above six feet tall back Are then. Are you impressed by my memory that I saw that once and remembered it? I, I, anyway. I figured he was at least, for his skills, No, I noted that he was 5'10 because it seemed shorter than I would have anticipated. But she is a, a, not she's like a five, large person. Yeah, she's like 5'2". She's quite a small person. <laughs> yeah. She's very thin, and again, very short. Even if he wasn't an NFL professional mm-hmm. athlete, he's still a professional athlete. That's just... Yes. That's just on a level that people really can't comprehend. And she's used to kind of be, to being scrappy, I guess. Yeah. So he hit her, she hit him right and back. And she's just like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? But to yeah. be clear, that's still domestic abuse. What of course he did it is. <laughs> just to be clear. My God, yeah. So my opinion is that Andre Rison was abusing Lisa Lopez. 
I mean, that he he committed domestic violence. I mean, we'll time. never know, but it, but here's the thing: is I I'm gonna say I believe sure. her in what she said. I do too. And that means he's a domestic abuser. Yeah. My opinion only. Okay. Yeah. But but somebody who is a professional athlete. Oh, plus he's getting hit in the head, CTE, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe he's just a bad dude. Who knows? Yeah, so I don't know above. this guy. Yeah. So six months into their relationship, after leaving a nightclub together one night, Andre and Lisa went to a grocery store where Andre started. <laughs> Wagner's. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where Andre started to hit Lisa in public in, the in a fucking, grocery store. Yeah. Jesus, I didn't know about that one. Two people, like, tried to step in. Like, hey, cool, like, back the fuck off. What are you doing? Andre told them to get the hell out. Lisa ran into the parking lot. Uh, Andre stalked out into the parking lot, went into his car, got a gun. Oh, actually, yes, I had, yes, because mm-hmm. he got charged for this, too. Yes. Yeah. A woman offered yeah. Lisa a ride home. Yep. Andre fired the gun into the wall of the grocery store. Jesus Christ. The police did arrive at the scene, arrested them both. Andre on assault and uh, gun charges, and Lisa for allegedly assaulting the police officers. This is 1993. Two? No, three. In Atlanta. Yeah. I'm not going to give... Any judgment one way or the other of whether she actually assaulted the cops or not. I'm going to guess more likely no than anything, but whatever. I'm going to guess I fucking made um, it up. This is, only, this is only like a year after Rodney King, by the way. Yeah. So eventually the charges against both of them were dropped. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Unfortunately for all involved, Lisa and Andre did not drop their relationship. That would have been the best mm-hmm. thing for everybody. But that, did, that never happened. They dated on and off till her death. Yeah, that's, that's true, another. They did. That's ten yeah, years. That's a decade. They did. So he was an NFL player pulling three million dollars a year before investments. Wow, was he getting paid that much? Today, wow. that's five point eight. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Plus endorsements. Uh, but he so he bought a nice house in Atlanta. And here's the funny thing: is that think of the proportion of what you could buy with three million a year. He bought an eight hundred thousand dollar house. That's not. That's not extravagant. They keep calling it a mansion. It's a big house. Maybe the housing market was just super different well, back the, in the at day. At the time, it was a mansion. I mean... That's $1.5 million today. You can easily find houses in this area for $1.5 million. Yeah, that, that aren't even close to a mansion. Yeah. Yeah, but no. So, but, I, but I've seen the... Like, it had, like, four floors. Like it was Yeah, a, but he's not, like, MTV cribsing it. No. Or... Or the housing market was just super different 30 years ago. Well, yeah, of course it was. So during the night of June 8th into the morning of June 9th, 1994, Andre's house caught fire. (laughs) Caught fire. Now, (laughs) the popular narrative, this is the story that was going around, was that Lisa had gotten upset that Andre had recently bought dozens of new pairs of shoes for himself and nothing for her. So she set the shoes on fire that caught the house that caught the house on fire. But Lisa's story, which I personally believe, given their mm-hmm. history, is that both she and Andre had been out clubbing that night, but mm-hmm. separately. They both got home around the same time, like 5 a.m. they literally both been out clubbing all night. Of course, I'm sure they're both fucking fucked up. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, when you come home at 5 a.m. after <laughs> nothing, clubbing all night. Nothing good happens no, at 5 a.m. No, you should be starting a day at 5 a.m., not <laughs> yeah, ending not it. ending one. <laughs> um, what? So, should I? She said uh, that they got into a fight. Yeah. And he beat her up. I, 
I can Again, totally believe. Again, pretty yeah. believable. Um, in fact, there are pictures of her showing her bruises. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Those. He got a big. He he um, bruised her really badly on her face, on her arms. I mean, he he got hit too, but I'm like, dude, you're a fucking NFL player. Oh like, like who cares? <laughs> and again, like, who hit first? I'm guessing. Yeah, it was I'm her. guessing it was him. Um, so she said she looked at her face in the mirror afterwards, saw the horrible bruising left, and thought to herself, "quote I'm about to kill him." End quote. Andre had already left the house. Lisa put his sneakers into the bathtub mm-hmm. and lit them on fire. She went outside after that, busted the windows in two of his fancy cars. The fire spread throughout the house, destroying it. Lisa would later state that she only intended to burn the shoes, not the house. That seems believable to me, and here's why. You would think that if you're put it, if you want to burn down a house, you set fire to the curtains or something. You would do more than what <clears throat> she did. Putting yeah. something in the bathtub yeah. seems like an intent of it will contain the fire here. My That's con- my opinion. My contention is, like, just don't burn anything. But then again, it's 530 in the morning. She just got her ass kicked. And, yeah, well, she's, she's raging. So nobody's thinking straight. Here's the other thing. She yeah. did this before. Oh. Um, there was a prior incident in which uh, she discovered that Andre was cheating on her, whether it was the naked lady in the... the Shocking. Closet. I don't know if it was a separate incident. She took a bunch of um, like teddy bears, stuffed animals that he had given her. Actually, I think I have heard this. Threw story. them in the bathtub, yep, lit, lit them on fire, on fire, and it melted like the plexiglass sure. shower. He put in a marble bathtub so that it wouldn't burn again in the future. But anyway, I mean that was kind of a smart move. Well, breaking up would have been <laughs> a smart move for both of them. But you know, so she had seen a bathtub not catch the house on fire. Sure. So I personally don't think she actually meant to burn well, the house down. Well, I don't know. She, she didn't mean to. It turned into that, yeah. Yeah. So Lisa turned herself in on arson charges the next day, June 10th. Obviously, it was a huge news story, but it was quickly eclipsed three days later when the body of Nicole Brown Simpson was found. This is June 9th. 1994 that this is all going down. That's right, because... Yeah. You, that's right, because that season he was not playing with Atlanta. He had, he had signed as a free agent with the Browns. Simpson, you mean? Not Andre No, Ryzen? Andre Ryzen. Oh, okay. Was, he had his house in Atlanta. No, but he, he was still playing for the... Not in 1994. Oh, maybe he ended in 94. Okay, yes. so he was moving on. When the 94 season began... Nothing was going on at this point, though. Yeah. This is uh, March. Right. 94. But I'm saying, like, his house is in Atlanta. No, this is in the, this is in the fall. So yeah, okay. No, no, this is no. June. June. If, yes, because okay, the OJ gotcha. Simpson yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. just happening. It's June of '94. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. So yes, he had just signed a free agent deal with okay. with Cleveland. So his house was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but he, he was, was playing a, in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so that ended up like really eclipsing anything, let alone her accidentally burning down. His that house. literally eclipsed like Just world world news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even people in Uganda were like, "OJ Simpson <laughs> right. did that." So Lisa uh, pled guilty of first degree arson. She was sentenced to five years probation, three months in diversion therapy, which was like sort of like jail, and a ten thousand dollar fine. Lisa and Andre did not break up over this. (laughs) Andre said, quote, I've cried a lot, but I can't say that I've shed one tear for the house. You both. I can replace a house, but I can't replace the life I had or a certain girl. Yes, you can. 
<laughs> he should not be the one saying any of that. She should be the one getting the fuck out of there. But yes, but, but both anyway. both of them need to uh, stay so way during the hell away from all each of other. this. TLC was still recording their second album. Yeah, they which was started, even bigger than their first. They started with yeah. a concept, the name. Was it Waterfalls? No, they never did an album called Waterfalls. Well, that was a single. I was thinking like, it is. It is on it, but. Crazy, sexy, cool. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Red Album. Uh, Rosanda would later say, quote, We went in letting producers know that this was the name, and that's how the album should sound. End quote. Lisa struggled to participate in the album's creation and recording, given her personal problems. Like, she went away for three months, which also served to generate some buzz for the new album. So, Crazy, Sexy, Cool, and by the way, this is like all one word. Yes. Um, all capitalized. Also, what is it with, is with these these fucking artists and like blood sex magic or whatever? Uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers did yeah, blood sex magic heart. No, now you're confusing me. Um, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's 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 not the name of the album. Okay, you're missing a word. Okay. Um. Anyway, it was released on November fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. Went on to become the best-selling girl group album of all time. Really? With eventual album sales of 23 million. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that big. Yep. Wow. It went diamond or something. Yeah. yeah. It also included two of their best-known tracks. Yeah, Waterfalls is one of them. And Creep. Yeah, yeah. Both of which hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So let's yeah, I start. I forgot about Creep. Start with Creep and yeah. not the Radiohead song. Yeah, that's true. This would have been after the Radiohead song. But that's the Radiohead oh, that song. That is the Radiohead song. <laughs> I, I put the wrong one. I, I saw I the, put the wrong I one. I saw the album cover come up. I'm like, on. no, that is Radiohead. <laughs> oh my god! I put the. I must have just searched. Hold on, hold on. That's not it. That is. I, that's so funny that the Q ended the, up being uh, right. The TLC version of Creep has. It's a very jazzy sounding song. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more mature. Yeah. And sound that it's also in change a change in sound of like pop R and B. Like be- yes, uh huh. Be- before like everything's wink the wink the yeah, you can hear it mellowing out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, now it's mm-hmm. like all right, let's let's, let's calm down. <laughs> like, like now everybody's on heroin instead of coke, so everybody's a little more mellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, right? Let's slow it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, and here's uh. I, th- I feel like we probably all know this song, but just in case... Yeah, that's probably their biggest hit. Yeah, the video is good, too. I know that you're gonna have in your way or nothing at all. Here's my first memory of Waterfalls. <laughs> I had just started uh, my brief stint in college. <laughs> this is <laughs> gonna be that, worse. When that song now. came out. <laughs> I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is worse. <laughs> It was 1995 that yeah. I first heard it. So, oh. like, the next... This would have been still a very new song. That song was, like, big hit. in, like, the fall of 95. It was everywhere. It was a big hit. This... Oh, yeah, this would have been in 96, actually. So, I was in fifth grade, um, very early 96. We would, like... It was sort of a hybrid system where 
like elementary school, you usually just stay in one classroom and then you start yeah. switching classrooms in, in middle school. I was going to well, say, yeah. In the morning, we would have our classroom and then we would switch for different subjects in the afternoon. We were waiting outside our science uh, class. I used to hang out with uh, this girl, Amber, and these three guys. <laughs> you can tell where I grew up. Eben, Caleb, and uh, Adam. This is in Bram, Minnesota. And... Uh, I think it was Caleb had to pee really badly in between classes, but he wasn't sure if he could run to the bathroom real quick. And so Adam started singing, don't go chasing waterfalls to like make him think make of him, water. Yeah, make him piss. Yes. His pants. Yeah. So that was my first exposure go. to TLC. That should be everybody's first exposure. <laughs> so like countless artists who made millions upon millions of dollars for their labels, TLC was getting royally screwed yeah, on the back end. Yeah. Tion later stated that the album, uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, made $75 million for LaFace and Pepitone, and each of the women in TLC took home 50 grand. Jesus fucking Yeah. yeah. I mean, Which I personally believe, because yeah, that's believe exactly it, yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, in well, sense, that's how it works if you don't have good lawyers. I, well, or or you get taken advantage of when you're like Early 18, on. 19. Yeah. yeah. So they were so incensed that they asked L.A. Reed, who the hell has our check? And Reed was like, Clive. Clive, Clive Davis. As in Clive Davis, yes. Notorious music producing mogul and then president of Arista Records, who is the distributing, uh, the distributor for LaFace. So the three women... Pretty important relationship. Yeah. So the three women, along with some uh, ladies that Lisa had met in diversion therapy, (laughs) stormed straight into the office of Clive Davis, interrupting a meeting he was having with Sean Puff Daddy Combs. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Who Tian would later say, quote, was the one that snitched us out, end quote. But he did. So somehow, this confrontation did not lead to them being arrested, which a few black ladies going in front of an old white rich man, it's hard to see it turning out otherwise, but it actually didn't. But they also did not Wait, get... L- L.A. Reid is a black man. They're in front of Clive Davis. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Clive I, Davis I was is getting not my, a black man. I was getting my music producers confused Mm-mm. for a second. L.A. Reid's the one who said, go talk to Clive. Yeah, Clive okay. Davis yeah. is white. Very yes. white. Yes, he is. <laughs> very old, very rich, very white. But they did not get the contract and renegotiation they wanted. So TLC filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in July of 95 with declared debts of $3.5 million. And there was a bunch of legal battles and ancillary legal stuff going on. But after a couple of years, they were able to renegotiate with LaFace. They were able to buy the rights to the name of the group that Pebbles had previously owned. That's pretty good. It is. It's a big thing. And they got out of the Pepitone deal. Although, they would still have to pay Pebbles royalties for some future releases. Mm. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck you, Pebbles. The group was also experiencing... And fuck your music, especially. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see if anyone remembers who the fuck Pebbles is. But a lot of people remember I, who I, TLC I, is. I, I kind of did, and I remember Pebbles' own records. 
All right, then. So, um, the group was also experiencing more than money troubles, romantic entanglements between TLC's main producer, Dallas Austin, and Rosanda, a relationship that ended up with Rosanda giving birth to their child in 1997, complicated the dynamics of the group. Austin was looking for a major paycheck and a lot of creative control, which did not sit well with the group, the members of whom were starting to scatter to their own side projects. Lisa started her own music production company, Left Eye Productions, signing girl group Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E, and producing their first album, which did go platinum, even though I've never heard I've of them. never fucking... <laughs> Did the, did the record company buy all the albums? Like, <laughs> No, I think this is in the heyday of it people is. are still buying albums. Well, you it, know? yes. It's also Pre-iTunes. In, it's also in the era when, like, the 90s, more albums were sold than any, like, by a mile. And it's just before you can steal music. Yep. You know? Um, so. Online. Blake. Blake. <laughs> Blake. Had a hit, like, minor song that's like, oh, it leads to a platinum album. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Despite their side hustles, TLC continued to work on their third album, Fan Mail, which was released in February of 1999 and contained arguably their biggest hit song. See, I, I said that earlier that Waterfalls might be, but now I, I disagree with that, Stephen. Like, what um, song are we talking about? Uh, uh, no Scrubs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a huge song. So, if we judge only by SoundCloud... Last I looked, which was, like, yesterday, um, Waterfalls had, like, 281 million plays. No Scrubs had 750 million wow. plays. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this no, is... No, that was a huge... That was a huge hit. No. I remember when that came out. I do not at all, and I only heard it for the first time on The Sopranos. It was on The Sopranos? Yep. In what context? No love from me. Yeah, I just turned 22 when this song came out. <laughs> this, this was an episode of The Sopranos, like, right after this song came out, I think. Because uh, it was in an early season, and I think The Sopranos started in 99. It did. Yeah. Um, Meadow and her friend uh, Hunter were, like, making... <laughs> they were talking about how mature they were. Um, and how their parents, you know, didn't understand how mature they were while they're making like hot chocolate on the stove and spilling everything all over the place, singing along to no scrubs. <laughs> and also another Candy Burris of Escape um, Connection. She's one of the co-writers of No Scrubs. So I'm pretty sure okay. that her entire life is bankrolled by No Scrubs. <laughs> I mean, she's, Cer- she's got her hand in a lot of music. I was going to say, but. certainly a nice chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That but, was... But people, who, but people who write songs and publish them have them all over the place. Oh, yeah. Generally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it, it, I remember in um, in Real Housewives of Atlanta, that was how they introduced her. It was like, mem- former member of Escape and co-writer of No Scrubs. <laughs> Like, that's basically how they... And she brought it up frequently. Which I would, too. I mean, why not? So the album, uh, that's uh, fan mail, won a bunch of Grammys for the group. And they performed in at what, at the time, was pay-per-view's highest grossing special. Well, here's the thing, too. What you, what you have to understand in this time, like, they went four years in between albums. 
Yeah, there was and, a bit of a hiatus. And at this time, it was like, if you didn't produce a hit every year, like, you disappeared. And But at the same time, it was the, like, the heyday of music television. You could still keep your image out there. To a degree, but they were one of the few, like, pop acts that kind of went away for a little bit, and then they just came yeah. out with a new song, mm-hmm. and then they were right back to where, mm-hmm. like, that... They were able to kind of get right back to where they were. That, uh... I mean, there's only, there's a handful of times that that's happened, you know. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So we've been having such a good time, haven't we? I know. Talking so about car music. Accident, huh? I honestly thought it was a plane crash, but again, I was thinking I, of Ilea. It, it's, it's uh, really, it happened so, in such close proximity, there, they were two women in music, young, you very know. Very young. We will cover the death of Ilea one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about this. So. Wait, doesn't this happen in, like, Mexico or something like that? Honduras, I said in the Oh, beginning. in Honduras, okay. So as TLC's popularity continued, Lisa continued her on-and-off-again relationship with Andre Risen, though she would have other boyfriends at various times, in- yeah. allegedly including Tupac at Sh- one point. And Shook Knight said he slept with her, but Shook Knight's kind of a slimy person, isn't he? Shook Knight is like the definition of a felon. Like, I mean, really. It's. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much I believe him. Could have happened. Who knows? He was, he was the uh, CEO of. Um... Death Row? Yep. Yeah. So also, the details are really murky. I found like one or two references to this and then could not find any details. Apparently, also, Lisa adopted a couple kids at some point. Okay. Um, like an eight-year-old's daughter named Snow and a 12-year-old son named Jamal, but I could not find details about it anywhere. It was very murky, so. Uh, Lisa recorded her first solo album, Supernova, in 2000 and 2001. She released it overseas in 01, but she never released it in the States because it didn't have great international sales. Uh, even though the single The Block Party became a hit in the UK, she just kind of moved on from the album. She started recording new material for another solo album under a new nickname, N-I-N-A, which stood for New Identity Not Applicable. Okay. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. She began developing a new girl group also called Egypt, and they were collaborating with her on the new album. Uh, she was also now. That's not uh, from, that's not her being in the girl group. Correct. She's like she's Pro- moving into a production it. role. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and possibly management. Uh, she was also noticeably pulling away from TLC in these years. She would like just ghost them, not show up for appearances and stuff, including on the then wildly popular Total Request Live or TR. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She skipped that did. one. She did. Um, and Rosanda covered for her by, like, insinuating that, oh, she has diarrhea. <laughs> Which, to me, seems like a little bit of a dig. Oh, like, okay, you want to no, you wanna skip out on this? Well, yeah. we'll give an excuse that you're not feeling well, and we'll say why you're not feeling yeah. well. So, you know. so, during some of her disappearances, Lisa was traveling to Honduras, uh, where she would work with a naturopath question mark question mark named known as dr sebi who would later become known as a fraudster but yeah i'm not i'm guessing he gave himself that name so i'm I'm never Mm -hmm. going to see a doctor who Mm -hmm. willingly called himself dr sebi right 
So throughout this time, Lisa was into a fair amount of woo-woo stuff, thanks to Dr. Sebi. Now, I say (laughs) woo-woo because, as you know, I'm not spiritual. But to be fair, I don't want to minimize what works for anyone. Especially, like, she had just so much shit going on. And her life was never easy. Not even when she was rich and famous. It was not easy. It was less easy. Yes. When uh she was rich and famous. Yep. I mean, we're talking about, like, becoming an alcoholic as a teenager, self-harm, an abusive boyfriend. Like, she never had... She had a rough life. She really had a rough life just all the way through. Um, So, this, if this gave her some comfort, you know, whatever. So, she would do cleanses, fasts. Uh, She was into numerology. She'd, like, philosophize, do yoga, stuff like that. In late March 2002, Lisa began filming a documentary about herself with filmmaker Lauren Lazen, I think, while Lisa was back um, in Honduras for a 30-day cleanse with Dr. Sebi, saying, quote, I just want to leave and get lost, end quote. On April 6th, 2002, Lisa was riding as a passenger in a van driven by her personal assistant, Stephanie. Several children were cross. This is in Honduras. Several children were crossing the road, and one, a ten-year-old boy named Baron Isal Fuentes Lopez, stepped in front of the car, and Stephanie accidentally struck and killed the boy in the van. Um, this is the front of the van. Mm. You can see that's a YouTube clip because uh, yeah. that's from the documentary that was being oh, filmed. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a, in a second. So, um, so, and this was an accident by all accounts. Sure. Apparently pedestrian uh, in some place. Well, it's always dangerous to be a pedestrian around traffic, period. Um, and the boy apparently did kind of dart out in front of the van. Not that that's his fault. I mean, it's just shitty infrastructure, whatever. Uh, and he's a kid. He's 10 years old. So they grabbed the boy, they loaded him into the van and raced towards the hospital. They're probably just like, the fastest thing for us to do is get him to the hospital ourselves. Lisa actually held him while they headed for the hospital, and then the little boy died the next day. Oh. Uh, the incident was ruled an accident by authorities. The, the family didn't blame them, nothing. But Lisa paid for the boy's medical expenses, his funeral, and gave the the family extra money. Uh, She clearly felt very badly, Mm -hmm. as of course you would. And if you've got the means, then by all means, right? Um, There, to be clear, there was a documentary crew with her at this time. There was not footage in the documentary of the striking of the child, but uh, they do show them in the hospital, including when the mother of this kid, whose name was Maria, got the news that her son was brain dead. Mm. Yeah. So, and the first thing Lisa said is, because she didn't speak Spanish, she said to the, to somebody there who did, like, um, please tell her, like, we'll pay for the hospital bill, funeral, everything. She doesn't have to worry about that. Lisa kept Baron's shoes and Mm. was filmed with them. Apparently she believed that there was a spirit haunting her. That the little boy was killed by accident by the spirit. I don't know. Um, 
obviously that's an incredibly traumatic thing to go through for Lisa, her whole entourage, everybody. She spent her last days trying to grapple with the death of Baron. Mm. Yep. Demetrius, are you being a little shit? Do you need to use the bathroom? No, he's just doing this today. I don't know what his problem is, and it's driving me up the wall. He's just so becky and noisy and weedly today. I might as well just shut the door. I don't want to keep going. I'm not even going to edit this out. Yes, you're being a bad boy today. All right. So on April 25th, 2002, Lisa wanted to get some general footage of the scenery of Honduras for the documentary. She got into a rented red Mitsubishi Montero, it's an old SUV, with, depending on the sources, seven to nine... Oh, now you're trying to win me over by being cute. <laughs> yes, you're trying to be cute now. You know I'm mad at you because you're being a little jerk today. Yes. Um, some... Sources said seven, some sources said eight, some sources said nine passengers. Seven to nine passengers. Yeah. I'm not sure how many. Um, one source said that this, that it was seven, and the passengers, it seemed pretty clear that all the sources agreed that her siblings were in this car. So her sister okay. Raindrop, her brother Ronald Jr., at least three members of the group Egypt, and at least two producers of the documentary. Um, it's a lot of people. It, it's a lot of people, and they were really shoved in there. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, because again, actually, now I'm kind of remembering the details of this a little bit. Okay. Yes, it w- yeah. And there's footage of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, Lisa was the driver. <clears throat> That's right. The group. Oh, and oh well, we're gonna hold on. The group was driving from La Ciba on the north central coast of Honduras west to San Pedro Sula. It's about a three and a half hour drive. Around five p.m., someone in the passenger seat, presumably a producer, was filming. This is soon after leaving. They're still in La Ciba. <laughs> Being cute. Uh, the person filming. Panned the camera to the back seat, showing some of the passengers. I think I've seen that. Pans back to Lisa, and within a couple of seconds, you hear a bunch of people shrieking. You see what looks like the car going off the side of the road, and the footage cuts out. Mm. So her last moments of life were filmed. This is literally one of the last images of Lisa Lopez alive. That's fucking crazy. It is. It is. Hmm. Yeah. What is she holding? So, it it's looks not, like... It's not a cell phone. Do you remember... Oh my god, I'm having like such a flashback. Because this, this is O2. No, I'm having such a flashback. Oh my god. So, Coca-Cola. do you remember... Do you remember back in the day, there were all these stupid rewards programs? Like, twist off the coat cap and... Um, I mean, I kind of remember that, but... Yeah. I remember getting a metal tin... That was either Coke or Pepsi or something that looked an awful lot like that. I think it's like a promotional item. But at some point during the filming, in this in this um, portion, someone in the back says, let me see the cards, and she hands this back to them. Oh, okay. So there, maybe She's there's the playing cards of, yeah. or something in She's there. She's keeping in the tin. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's I don't know. 
I think she's just kind of like mindlessly holding it, mm-hmm. like not even really paying attention. She kind of like, you know, shakes it a little bit. Like, I don't even think she's all that aware that she's got it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the car drives off the left side of the road. The footage cuts off. Apparently, and it's hard to see in the footage, Lisa had gotten into the left lane to pass a vehicle. And then there was a truck coming the other way, mm. oncoming. Um, she swerved to avoid the truck, lost control. The car flipped, landed upside down. Jeez. Um, it, in the film footage, like, look at this and tell me if you think she's wearing a seatbelt. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Sources said she was wearing a seatbelt. Now, maybe she was doing the thing that you do, especially if you're a shorter person. Take off the shoulder strap. You put the shoulder strap behind you. Yeah. That's possible. That is possible. But it I, I also defeats the purpose of the seat. Well, it's also not the safest thing. You're supposed to have that shoulder because yeah. of the wheel and everything else. Back in the day, they just had lap belts. Yeah, and that they was did. Not the and and, and thing. those weren't even like, mm-hmm. they were like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so at any rate, Lisa died instantly of a skull wow, fracture Jesus. and, quote, open cerebral trauma, end quote, her brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else survived. Wow. She's the only one who died. No shit. Yep. Up to like a total of eight to ten people in that car, one person died and it was her. Wow. I don't remember that at all. I, I don't wild? remember that part. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, jeez. I mean, I'm sure she would have been very happy that no one else got hurt. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> well, everybody else got hurt. Well, I mean, they, they, sorry they, that, yeah. that nobody else died. Nobody else died. Mm-hmm. Yes, people did get hurt, but everybody yeah. survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody else got hurt. For I mean, the fucking car oh, I'm sure. I'm flipped sure. over. Here's a, a picture of it righted again. Nothing but... fucking left of it. Jesus. It's pretty... I, it's kind of amazing that anyone else did survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, millions of people worldwide mourned Lisa's sudden death, which had occurred eight months to the day after the fatal plane crash that killed Aaliyah. Despite to their, the day. To the day. Wow. Despite their relationship's history, apparently Lisa and Andre were engaged to be married at the time of the crash. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he did go on to marry another woman named Lisa. In 2009, they had four daughters together. His son from a previous marriage, Hunter Risen, would go on to be a college football star at Michigan State and Kansas State. His career, however, was slightly pushed off the rails in 2019 when he followed in his father's other footsteps. He was charged with battery of a woman and was banned from playing at Kansas State. So he just transferred, kept playing. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So you can tell I'm not being super kind to Andre Risen in this because I think he's kind of a dirtbag for this. Anyway, TLC decided to carry on as a duo. Rosanda said, quote, you can't replace a TLC girl. The chemistry we have is something God gave us. You can't put that together, end quote. Uh, They completed and released the album 3D in 2002, which did include some of Lisa's contributions prior to her death. They were recording it at the time. I think I kind of remember that, Mm -hmm. yes, because she she had already... Laid uh, some yeah. vocal mm-hmm. tracks, and they were like, and her yeah. their last album was 2017's TLC. So they really only had like five albums total. And that's, I mean, 2017's pretty recent, all things that's, considered. I'm but did you hear out. about it? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was a greatest hits album too. I don't think so, but no? I'm not positive. I don't okay. look at it. Lisa's funeral was held at the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Lithonia, Georgia. 
on May 2nd, 2002 with thousands of attendees. Her casket quotes waterfalls, quote, dreams are hopeless aspirations in hopes of coming true. Believe in yourself. The rest is up to me and you. End quote. And that is the story Just of the out. death. Just I know. I know. The death mm-hmm. of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Sad. It's really sad. She, in that, the documentary, which is called The Last Days of Left Eye, um, she, she does not look 30. She looks like she's 15. Max, she she's like so young that, looking. Yeah. She doesn't look 30 in that photo. And she, frankly, she acts really young too. Like, I get that you're still finding yourself, you know, in your late 20s or whatever. I mean, 30, you're still not that old, but you you get more of a presence about you than... It yeah. seems like she still seemed very childlike, frankly. Yeah. Um, and no wonder she never really got a childhood. Yeah. You know, she had a she had a rough life all the way through. Her parents kind of weren't there for her. And then became famous. Became famous, had... <laughs> I mean... Had, um... A, Record labels taking advantage of her. And had a famous partner that beat the shit out of yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then a, a kook, do- quack, quote, doctor. Well, I mean, that's where that's going to lead to. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that part of the story wasn't surprising at all. It's like, yeah. you know, you've been through enough shit, you're going to, you know, do something different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do remember, like, when she died. Mm-hmm. And remember being like, I guess I, I guess that's it for like TLC. TLC. Yeah. Like they'll never. Well, they never were what they were. Again, no, that's for sure. No, no. Because um, at that time, even when she, they were still like, you know. They basically they were ninety two, they, they ninety nine. They were kind of legends. They 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 were they were a nineties yeah. group that yeah. was legendary during the nineties, and then honestly, like after that. I mean, I'm not saying that Tion and Rosanda weren't like talented people who could go, who could also be, you no, know, it was, it was the three of them artists together. on their own. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't no. TLC. No, yeah. But so, yeah, yes. that was a. This has been a very long episode. Yes, this is a megasode, I um, believe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of fun to talk about that music era because. Mm-hmm. That was the fun part. <laughs> we know that there are certain people in our audience that are like, some of them weren't even born yet. Like yeah. This... <laughs> some of them weren't born yet when Lisa died. Yeah. See, like, from from the beginning to the end of TLC's heyday, I went from being in high school mm. to being like a, like a young adult. Mm. Like, when No Scrubs came out, yeah. like, I was, I had my own, I was 22, I had my own apartment, I had, like, my own job, my own shit, you know. When I, No Scrubs came out, I was 14. Yeah, I know. That's just weird. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. Scrub is a guy that can get no love from me. And that, the apartment complex I lived in at the time, I remember now, like it had an indoor and an outdoor pool. And we lived right Ooh. next to the, we lived right next to the sand, sand volleyball court, too. Mm. Living was, it up. I was fucking living large. Living La Vida Loca, I was, eh? I was not a scrub. <laughs> You weren't hanging out the side of your I, best I was, friend's ride? I was not. I was Trying the one, to holler at anyone? I was the one driving. Mm. <laughs> Did you drive the scrub? No. <laughs> Didn't pick him up. Uh, yep. 
that's that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It was so fun until it wasn't, wasn't it, this, yeah. this episode? Yeah. Well, at least we dragged out the, the fun part. The fun part. part. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> As all, some of our listeners will thank us for. Like, <laughs> like if you're at, like in the middle of like a two hour like shift, like right before you're uh, like, oh great, this episode's like almost two hours yeah, long. Yeah, right? Hopefully we'll perfect. have somebody. A two hour drive you yeah. got somewhere. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So yes, um... Yeah, I mean now I'm now I'm catching all kinds of feels now that we did the end of it. I'm I like, know, right? I'm like, damn, she's the only one. She's the only one. And if if you look at the fucking vehicle, like that's almost impossible. It it's pretty wild. Um, again, everybody else got injured in some sense. I, no, I nobody else. I couldn't find details about it, but I know there were injuries. I don't know who, but yeah. Whoever was in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Had issues with their legs because the whole front end of the car is like yeah. smushed in. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 sad and that all these people were like on a road trip, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, think about this. This was twenty years ago. It was twenty years ago. Lisa would be fifty today. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows where she'd be or what she'd be doing or how or what TLC would have done. They probably still would have done something. At some point. Yeah, and they probably would have broken up, I bet, because they were already kind yeah, of starting to were, disengage. Yeah, well, they were getting, and, and I mean, I'm, they themselves were getting more mature and like me. They were like, growing yeah, up, Like, yeah. we kind of, with their last album, they're like, we kind of made our money here because we got out of this contract, yeah. mm-hmm. and like, now we can kind of all do our own thing, yeah. and maybe, maybe that's eventually what they wanted to do anyway. That could be. So, yeah. but anyway. Um, that was the death of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we will see you next week.